Friends, fiends, rapscallions, I know what you all must be thinking every time an episode is released of Easily Irritated. I'm sure you're all thinking, God, Mike is my favorite comedian. I love his stand-up. I love his podcast. I love Mike McCowan. I just wish I could have a podcast myself. I wish that people would want to listen to me talk. I wish, you know, I'm passionate about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. But who's going to listen? And then I'm creating all this work, all this effort to just shout into the void? No, that doesn't sound fun. But here's where you're wrong, my friends. There's a magical little platform called Anchor. And it's everything you need or anything you want to create a podcast. It's completely free and there's creation tools to make it easy and fun for you to be able to do it literally anywhere. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. You can hold up your phone like you're talking to a friend and you're actually reporting a podcast. And the audio is amazing. This is what I used when I first started my podcast and it is a great app. It's a great platform and the best thing about it is you upload your podcast, send it away, and Anchor will upload it for you onto all the streaming platforms, onto Spotify, onto Applecasts, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you'll be able to hear your podcast. I'll be able to li- you can send me your podcast and I'll listen to it. Anyway, you're probably still thinking, I don't know, I'm a little on the edge here. I'm a little on the fence. Because even if I do create a podcast, who's going to listen? I'm never going to make money off the podcast. Not like you do. But see, this is where you're also wrong, my little wolf pups. With Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You don't have to reach 500 people. You could reach one dude in South Carolina that lives in his mom's basement and he never wears pants. He only wears tidy whities all the time and his mom brings him oatmeal when he's hungry and corn dogs because who doesn't love corn dogs? It doesn't matter if that guy is your one and only fan because with Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You could have one guy, two guys, 500 guys, 1,000 guys. It doesn't matter. You'll still make money off your podcast by reading ads much like I'm doing now. There's no minimum listenership. That's what's great about Anchor. It's everything you need literally in one place to make a podcast. Now, listen closely and I'll tell you how to do it, all right? It's super complicated. You might want to take some notes. Step one, open up your smartphone or iPhone. Go to the App Store and type in anchor.fm. Click the download button and get your podcast started. It's that easy. All right, now enjoy the show. Sorry to take a little break. I know we just had an ad, but I really do need to tell you. I need to further... Instill my point. You know, we live in a time of some craziness, all right? There's some riots going on. There's a COVID-19 virus going on. There's all this talk about defunding the police department. I'm sure you want to give your opinions out there. Shout them out there. You know, get some following behind you. 
you know, up the morale a little bit in society in America. God knows we could all have a little content that would let us, you know, escape from all the awfulness in the world. Surely this podcast doesn't do it for you. So create your own, all right? When I was first trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. One being, am I going to have to upload my podcast to each platform individually? To Spotify, to Apple, to everywhere? Because that's, that's going to be super annoying and I don't want to do that. Well, that's when I heard about Anchor. It's a one-stop all you need to create a podcast. They upload, you upload it onto Anchor. Oh, here's my little podcast. I'm talking about riots and what flavor ice cream I like. I send it into Anchor. They upload it and they distribute it for me on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. You can listen to a podcast you will hear about Easily Irritated. It is that awesome. But here's another question I had. Will I ever make money? Like, Let's say I do develop a fan following. Will I make money? Will I be able to apply for sponsors? But here's what I didn't know is you don't even have to have a minimum listenership with Anchor. No. You can make money from your podcast right away. I don't, I wouldn't expect a lot of money, but you know, two cents from every listener, that adds up, you know? So, the answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor, all right? Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Why have advertisers, oh, this is for hymns. If you're uh, losing your hair and your dick doesn't work, come here and use my code word. They're not going to match you up with randos like that, okay? They know your podcast. Advertisers, advertisers, advertisers know your demographic, all right? They know the message you're trying to get out, and they will match sponsors to you, to the content that you offer. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, all you have to do, it's, it's not complicated at all. First of all, open up the App Store on your smartphone or your iPhone, right? Type in anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash start. And... Uh, You'll get started, you'll make your podcast, you'll make money. Maybe you might even become Rogan legendary. The Joe Rogan experience might even fail to comparison of how massive your show is, mans, dudes, whoa, mans. Join the revolution of podcasting. Now, back to the show. Easily Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls. After all these years of 
flying high and falling down. I wish I could turn it on back to the way it was before. I wouldn't make the same mistakes that I've done anymore. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have none at all. But if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't be me at all. Well, the higher you fly, the harder you'll fall. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't be me at all. Well, everybody talks about me, but I don't care what they all say. Cause I'm just living my life the best I can day by day. Well, I'm used to being the bad guy. I'm the guy everybody blames. But I keep on holding my head up high and walking right through the pain. Cause if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have none at all. But if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't be me at all. Well, the higher the harder you'll fall If it wasn't for bad luck I wouldn't be here at all People say I should settle down, I should stop my rambling ways. But they don't know that this traveling heart won't ever change. But when you find the one, you'll know it when you see it. And once you find your true love, You'll want to never leave it Cause the higher you fly The harder you'll fall If it wasn't for bad luck She wouldn't love me at all If it wasn't for bad luck I wouldn't have none at all 
But if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't be here at all. Well, the higher you fly, the harder you'll fall. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't be me at all. Well, the higher you fly, the harder you'll fall. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have none at all. Welcome to another episode of Easily Irritated. I'm your host, Santa Claus himself. Santa Clausia, as they say in Dutch or Germany. I don't know. I'm not a worldly traveling man. Maybe I am, you know, if it's around the United States. I've been to Ireland once. My grandmumsy. I was, I was a wee young lad, a small 16-year-old boy with glasses and paint on his pants because I thought I was being stylish and hip and fashionable, you know? Anyway, this is the not-so-Christmas special. My Christmas was cattywampus. It was, there's shenanigans involved, okay? There is ducking behind bushes and stuff, all right? I had to, I had to leave and sneak out of my own best friend's house on Christmas Eve. I was invited for Christmas dinner, but I had to leave. Why? Being stalked, being cray-cray menenes. People following me don't appreciate I don't appreciate it. But anyway, I uh, recorded a podcast that day on Christmas Eve, but I was, uh, you know, three dosakis, a bottle and a half of champagne, 100 milligrams of weed brownie, and smoking weed and vape pens, and a little bit of vodka, and a spiked cocoa. In when I was recording that. Did I say seven beers? I'm at 12. But either way, I was partying. It was Christmas Eve, you know? I'm allowed. I'm allowed. But I was still coherent enough to do all of my shenanigans that I had to perform, my escapades. But I recorded a podcast already, all right? The Not So Christmas special. It didn't include the song in the beginning that I wrote and played for you guys, but. You know, includes the funny song at the end. That's definitely not as good as the first song. The first song is serious. It's a serious song. Last song, silly pants song. Silly, silly goose song. But either way, you know, upset some people, mainly the stalker person. And you know what? You don't want to poke the bear, you know? You never want to poke it. You never want to poke the fire and pour gasoline on the fire. Don't do that, you know? I'd rather just not upset people. And for uh, for the sake of this, I'm just gonna say, uh, call her, call her Darla, Carla. I like Carla. Well, anyway, Carla. We'll call her Dory. Because you know, it's very not similar to her actual name. I probably shared too many personal information about her and was annoyed and mad because I was forced to leave because... I mean, she wasn't even invited to their house. She found me 
and like figured out from other people where I was. Like, that's why I haven't done a podcast in a while. Been busy dealing with things. This girl, I hung out with her four or five times. I don't know. I remember. But either way, we're like, like we're not dating or anything. We're just hanging out and stuff. Casual. It was casual, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I was on vacation, and uh, she posted on Facebook. A friend screenshotted and sent it to me and said, uh, I didn't know you were in a relationship, LOL, because, you know, she's uh, odd. She's a weirdo. And so, uh, from, I thought she was a nice person. I wouldn't have been hanging out with her if I didn't, but, like, no, actions speak so much louder than words, you guys. And her words were also crazy. So, Dory. Anyway, Dory posts on Facebook that, uh, you know, check out the guy I'm dating's podcast. And so I texted her right away and I said, hey, we should talk because uh, I'm a little confused, you know. I don't want to give you the wrong idea, because you clearly do. Uh, and, you know, just said that, you know, I think we should just have some space. Didn't it say friends or anything? Because I know what that that sparks. So and just said, you know, maybe we should take some you know time apart, some space and stuff. And then she proceeded to call me 15 times after that. And leave me voicemails into my voicemail box was full. Saying that we need to talk in person and have a powwow. Like, who uses vernacular like that? Have a powwow. Okay. Weirdo. Anyway, I say, hey, you need to, you know, leave me alone. I'm on vacation with my family. It's 3 a.m. here. I don't appreciate it. I have to wake up really early. So she calls me more after that, and I block her number. I don't know how, but she has gotten around the blocks, you know? Because she still continues to call me, and she's not calling me from restricted because it it would show as restricted, you know? It wouldn't show her name, Dory, coming through my phone. So, but, yeah, she works for some meme website ifunny.com I think but she lives in a little box I'm not saying that like oh it's a small apartment no it's legitly like um, a storage trailer like it's probably the size of my kitchen seven like I don't know like 12 by 12 feet sad but that's not about that it's neither here nor there. Because really, I blocked her. So this is a step. I'm, I'm still in Jackson, Wyoming, with my family. And now I'm flying back, and I'm hearing from my friends that this girl, Dory, found them on Facebook and has been messaging them about me and saying that she's going to confront me at my house the day after I get back which was last Sunday, and to confront me in person. I've already told this girl, hey, 
you need to leave me alone. Because <laughs> if it was reversed, like I was harassing her, I'd get, the, I'd get a restraining order on me or something. But I'm not threatened by her. Because I'm a white male. She's a tiny, small, white girl. There's nothing she could do to me. So that's why I don't call the cops. Because I recognize my white privilege, all right? I recognize it. But I'm just saying reversed, it would be more serious. So maybe just like, don't judge me so much, you know? I'm just living my life. I don't expect to be confronted. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to sneak out of your own apartment as a full-grown man. No. But, yeah, she parked in my parking space, which I could see from my... Um, my sliding window in my patio, but I have a covering, you know, I have a, I have blind, like I have curtains. So I, I she started knocking on my front door and then, um, you know, trying to get in, use the doorknob to try to open the door, which is terrifying. Again, if it was like, if it was me, this six foot four, bearded fellow with shaggy hair that looks like a wild man just trying to open your door banging on your door saying let me in let me in and then she's continued to wait in my parking spot and stare like a mad woman like her stare is going to magically open my curtains so she can see me and I would peek out there and she'd be there and then she'd see me peeking and then she'd run to the front door to try to catch me. And I had to time it just right. So I had time to lock my door and fuck off into the night to do, go do comedy spots. Like, and I even had, I, I, then I texted her a fake location of a club I knew I was, I've never been to, but I know of it. It's just not my audience. Why would I go there? To bomb? No, no thanks. But, so I texted her at a place I wasn't even going to be at. But she's like, oh yeah, I'm doing comedy. I didn't even say specific, you know. I wasn't even doing comedy that night. I was doing music. So, but yeah, she showed up to that club. Good thing I threw her fake clue. She kept texting me, face me like a man. Bitch. Sorry, I don't like the B word. Girl, you don't even know me then. She's like, face me like a man. It's like you don't even know me. Face me like a man. I was already communicated with you that you need to leave me alone. We weren't in a relationship, all right? We weren't dating for four months. We hung out like four or five times. Like, relax, right? Like hung out, like at my apartment, but like hung out, you know? It's nothing like, we didn't go on dates, you know? But, so either way, there's that. And then on Christmas Eve, I was over for friends Christmas with my, with my friends, Austin. And yeah, I use his full name. I have his permission. And his, uh, you know, his wife. Andrea. And Andrea's an amazing cook. And uh, 
amazing chef and she made like these this italian like pasta but they had like potato dumplings in it and it was just it was pretty bright it was one of the best christmas dinners like adjacent dinners i've ever had probably the best no yep the best definitely but either way you know i went over there got drunk got high a little cross faded and she tried to call me dory and uh i thought i hung up but i answered and you know what now that i look back think back on hard i think maybe i answered you know, subconsciously on purpose you know i'm sick of all the calls sick of being harassed i don't appreciate it none of the people i'm around appreciate it it's annoying and bothersome she even drove to my parents house in hopes that she would find me it's like lady on christmas really all right well anyway then my friend keith who is a uh he is a uh, embracer of mayhem, the king of mayhem, some might say. Catfish Keith. Follow him on TikTok. But uh, he he calls this girl because he, he knows Dory. And he calls Dory and he gives Dory Austin's address without asking Austin or Andrea. And then she shows up. I come back in from smoking a cigarette and she shows up in their house and she entered through like the patio they have a little space between their wall and their patio and the actual building and she like like squeezed in between there like a goblin and just moseyed her way into the slider door you know didn't need didn't knock didn't need to be invited in just moseyed on in there like she owned the place into a stranger's home on christmas eve and then I've already told Keith that I do not want this person here. Like, that's why I thought I hung up on her because I was telling Keith as much. He's like, well, maybe you'll like her and stuff. And he's like, no, I'm already talking to somebody else and I like her. But I need this person to leave me alone because it's a nuisance and I don't appreciate it. But... Yeah, met a girl in Jackson. I've been talking to her. You never know. Never know where your heart might take you. Just gotta let life happen and figure it out as it happens. Cross that bridge is when they come to it, when you come to it, or something like that. Whatever the saying is, you know what I mean. But anyway, so Dory's shows up, and Austin just knows me really well. So he was like, "Are you gonna? Are you gonna fuck off?" And I was like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm getting a lift right now. It's going to be here in 15 minutes. And I was, he's like, he's like, that's so funny. And I was like, no, it's not. My, my Christmas Eve is dampened because of this crazy lunatic person. I have to leave, like, in a way where she's not going to follow me. So, like, no, don't say anything. Give me, like, a 20-minute head start. <laughs> At least make... At least let me reach my house first, you know? At least let me reach my house. Because then if she shows up to my house, I could just lock the door and just disappear into the night for hours. 
But yeah, so she's around and she was like, well, I can, of course, give Mike a ride home because I don't drive. I can give Mike a ride home. Um, I can give Mike a ride home. So it's all right, Keith. I was like, oh, no, this needs to happen now. I need to leave right now. <laughs> like, I'm crossfaded, drunk as hell, but lit as fuck. But I'm coherent enough to have all these thoughts. I was like, all right, this is what the game plan is. I'm going to walk outside, smoke a cigarette, and never come back. And that's what I did. I hugged Austin in a nonchalant way and Andrea, and I was like, Thank you very much for dinner. It was the best Christmas dinner I've ever had. It was a wonderful night. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and he's like, all right. So my Lyft got there and I was like, I, I texted the Lyft driver and was like, hey, you don't need to pull into the apartment complex. Just pull up to the street. I'll get in there. And it's a coward's way out for sure. For sure. But I've expressed in detail to this person already. That she needs to leave me alone. So I'm gonna run away. All right? Two people. There's two kinds of people. A fight or flight kind of person. I'm flight all the way. All right? I will run away first chance I get. If I need to protect someone that's different. But for me, for me personally, nah. I'm not gonna defend myself. I say some stupid shit. I do some dumb shit. This in case in particular, I'm innocent, which is a rarity that I don't appreciate the irony in the situation, but whatever, you know? So I left and I heard, you know, through Austin what happened after I left. But, you know, he kind of described it like the moments when the the husband leaves his family and they're like, he should be back to, from getting milk any second. Any second now, he's going to walk right through that door. 20 minutes go by and Andrea mentions, yeah, he got a, he got a lift. He got an Uber like 20 minutes ago. He went home and she huffed and puffed and she was like, ah, ah, ah. I can't, I can't believe it. I can't. That's it. I'm going to his house. Again, if it was reversed and I was at my friend's house or at, I was at a stranger's friend's house and I said that kind of shit, they'd call the cops on me. But again, I'm not afraid of her. And I was already at my house. So if she came here, or, you know, I didn't see her. I heard a knock, but it could have been anybody. It could have been a bird or a bat or something. I don't know. But either way, I texted her again. I was like, hey, you need to leave me alone. You know, it's not You showed up uninvited to like my friend's Christmas Eve dinner to harass me and try to corner and confront me again. And I don't appreciate it. You know, you, just, you need to leave me alone. But. Yeah. Then I drunkenly recorded a podcast and probably mentioned her name. And for sure, I mentioned your last name. So that's not cool. But you know what? I was inhibited. 
I'm sober mostly now, you know, a little high from the marijuana, but coherent and able to talk. I just recorded a song. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm in control of my words. I'll defend it. You know, all I'm saying is, uh, there's a lot of people out there that I guess not a lot of people are nice to them. I tend to, uh, nice, just nice to people and I listen to them genuinely. And if people don't, I mean, it didn't sound like a lot of people were nice to Dory. So, you know, I wasn't trying to use her or like be a dick to her or anything. I just didn't appreciate all the harassing, the constant calls, trying to break into my house, waiting in my parking spot for hours, showing up to my friend's house on Christmas Eve, uninvited to confront me, and then showing up at my house later that night on Christmas Eve once she found out that I left. You know, there's, there's, there's lines. You just don't cross those. Anyway, Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, a better Christmas than me anyway. I know a few of my friends had sad Christmases, you know, Floyd, Travis. But you know what? Hopefully there'll be better days in 2021. 2020 was kind of a shitty year for everybody, you know? I kind of take out the gemstones as I as I find them. Like, I met uh, somebody in, uh, in Jackson Hole in Wyoming when I was up there with my family, and I talked to her on the phone for the first time. We've been texting and stuff, but I talked to her on the phone for the first time yesterday. Talked for like two hours. Really liked talking to her. She's a very nice person. But, uh... Yeah, you just gotta go with the flow. You never know where life might take you. Anyway, Happy New Year. Hopefully 2021 is more into the roaring 20s that we expected from this new brand of 20s, you know? But, you know, it was the Great Depression in the 20s, so they had to get past that. So we just have to get over the pandy. Get over the pandy and everything will be fine. Anyway... I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, except for the Spaniards. You eat grapes, you eat 12 grapes for Christmas, it's fucking weird, dude. I'm just kidding, I love grapes. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Now, where did I put that 12-inch dildo? <clears throat> Easily Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of, well, I guess they're technically alive, you know? Unconscious, I would say. How? Elephant tranquilizer. Elephant tranquilizer goes a long way, my friends. How'd I get a hold of elephant tranquilizer? Well... That's a good question. It surprisingly involves a lot of meth. Now there is three women, one non-binary, and a dude. 
anywhere else would be rude to me, you know? And any podcast guests that I have in here. I only bring the live audience out for the podcast. Every time I record, I keep them doped down with heroin. Lots and lots of heroin. And when it's time to record, out comes the meth and the cocaine. Now you know all my deep dark secrets for the show, but not for life. We've gone through 11 producers Because the voices in my head keep telling me to kill them That garbage can can only take so many dead bodies, you know? Of all the producers that have failed me Including myself Am I even alive right now? Or did I strangle myself out because I lost my temper with myself? Because I accidentally deleted an episode. Then I had to repost it later. That was embarrassing. Mike cut off his own dick and shoved it down his throat before decapitating himself. Then throwing his head into the garbage can Which is conveniently located outside of his apartment Because he's trash That went on way too long Now if you excuse me, I need to feed my audience It's been, um... I want to say two days, and I've only fed them fries. Stale McDonald's fries. In fairness to me, I found them at a a Nickelback concert. Like, who gives a shit about Nickelback? What is this, the early 2000s? No. I'm going to chain you up, and I'm going to put you into my house. I'm going to force you to listen to my podcast and if you don't applaud, so help me God, I will cut off a finger. Okay? I will cut off your finger because that's what you deserve for not laughing at me. Right? I'm the lord of my own universe. I'm the king of the night. Okay? You applaud, damn it. Now get back in the closet, you piece of shit. Garbage can from California. Nickelback loving freak. I give you McDonald's fries, all right? And not, and not just like brand friendly, non brand friendly, non brand name, you know? Spoiled pieces of shit, you guys. But anyway, wasting enough of your time. Get back in the closet! Get back in the closet! Or I will, swear to fucking God, I will cut off another finger.